0: It is 3.45 in the afternoon. And it is hot outside, like really hot. And I didn't exactly wear the most breathable dress. And so I've been out shooting all day and I feel like I can't get cool. So, perks of working from home. I'm about to have some ice cream as my afternoon snack. I'm gonna have a couple scoops. Garden mint. Don't mind if I do. Don't judge. I think it's a good thing, actually, to break up the monotony of our days with an occasional treat. Worry about the quarantine 15 later. And sometimes when the day job just gets a little too draining, we need to do something to sweeten the deal. It's exactly what Rachel Burns did, but on a bigger scale.
1: I'm an investment consultant, so a corporate investment consultant. So I help companies, um, design and implement the investment strategies for their um, 401K plans and for their pension plans. Um, So I've been doing that for about three years. Um, And prior to that, I worked for an asset management firm, which actually managed the assets for corporate pension plans and 401K plans. So I've been involved kind of in the institutional side of investing, Um, for the past twenty years, so that's my day job. You speak money. (laughs) Yeah, I speak money. How funny! That's a good way to say it because I always struggle with making with saying it in a way that is like you know not boring and makes sense. But I think that I love that way. Actually, I'll just say that I speak money. So I help corporations with their money. Basically, is what I do.
0: If somebody came to you and said, "Hey, I have." a day job, I'm successful, doing just fine, and I have a hobby, and it's ice cream. And I want to not just make it for my friends anymore, but I want to put the money into commercially producing it and making it available as a business. What would you say to them if the tables were turned?
1: Uh, Well, I would say a couple things. I would say do it because uh, to me the The saddest thing would be to always wonder what if. I mean, then that's why I just did it. Because it's like I'd rather do it, and if it doesn't work, at least I know I gave it my best effort than to not move forward and always wonder what could have been.
0: Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, wonder no more. We are giving you a taste of Bold Spoon Creamery. Not just because it's really good ice cream, but because she knows exactly what it's like to move forward at a time when so many others are stalling out, and how to make the most of it.
1: Just know that it's going to be a lot of work, but if you really love it, and you know, you're doing it from a good place, then I think that work is worth
0: it. Plus, we'll have your food news, weekend planner, and a guide to getting out on the patio. Did you ever name your group of friends like in middle school, even high school? Maybe I had this super creatively named girl club of friends in fifth grade or so our headquarters were in my basement. For some reason, the mascot was a green Guinea pig. Anyway, a group of Rachel's friends is now and forever known as the spoons as they were her official taste testers, helping her perfect her unconventional dare. I say gourmet flavors for her new project in rotation right now roasted peach honey with balsamic glaze, goat cheese and fig, lemon curd, salted chocolate, mixed berry, and garden mint. While some of those sound more like a salad than ice cream, the spoons help perfect Rachel's ideas to the point where it all really sounds and tastes like the stuff a skilled culinary mind would come up with, even though Bold Spoon Creamery's origin was far less refined.
1: Um, Bold Spoon Creamery, we started it officially Um, I think we became incorporated in uh, November of 2019, but, you know, of course, from that point, there's a lot of, uh, you know, licensing and everything to go through. So, really, our goal was to be up and running by March of this year. So, the way Bold Spoon began, it was really just a hobby of mine for the past Couple years, really, kind of starting in twenty seventeen. So we had this crazy patch of mint in our backyard. I don't know if you've ever grown mint, but it's like the more you kind of ignore it, the more it flourishes. And I think if
0: somebody grows mint, you don't just grow a little bit of mint; you grow quite a bit of mint.
1: Yeah, so I would say to anyone that is considering growing mint, put it in a pot, which is not what I did. Like, just put it in a confined area uh, <laughs> to keep it under control. But I didn't know that at the time, so, you know, I put it in the yard, and then it just kind of grew and grew. So we were trying to think, what can we do with all this mint? And so my husband was making mojitos which are delicious I was really hoping you were
0: going to say mojitos (laughs)
1: yeah we did so we consumed uh, you know probably more mojitos than we should have but they're so delicious but (laughs) even with even with that we weren't even kind of putting a dent in it so I just on a whim made mint ice cream and so we had the you know, just like pretty much, I think if everyone took a look in their basement, they probably would find a Cuisinart ice cream machine. <laughs> um, it's, it's funny, they're very abundant in, ba- in basements and even more so abundant at Goodwill. You could find them there all the time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we had one in our case. I don't know, probably five years in the basement, maybe even more, and I never paid any attention to it. I just walked by by, no big deal. And then for whatever reason in 2017, you know, decided, okay, with all this mint, let's make some mint ice cream. So we had my husband's college roommate and his family over um, to swim, and afterwards I, you know, gave them the mint ice cream I made. So then it became kind of a thing. Like every time they came over, I did mint ice cream. And then the season was over, you know, put the art back and didn't think about it again next year, same thing. And then for whatever reason, and I can't really put my finger on kind of what was the catalyst, but last year um, in the spring, I just became obsessed with ice cream. I mean, I've always loved it as a consumer of it, but I mean, obsessed in terms of, like developing my own recipes, playing with new flavors. You know, I would like be out at dinner and we would have something completely like the ice cream and I would be thinking, hmm, I wonder how this would be an ice cream. Then I'd come back and try it. And so like one of the flavors we have now, goat cheese and fig, started in that way. Um, so I just became obsessed to the point where I just decided I had to turn it into something more than a hobby because I was just thinking about it way too much just to let it kind of, you know, fizzle away and never act on it. So I decided, you know, I needed to at least give myself a chance at bat and see what could happen. So that's when we decided to um, go forward. And the path to go forward was really fun because we had, um, and still do, although with coronavirus, we've uh, changed the structure a bit, our business, initially was to um, sell wholesale to restaurants and so clearly that um, wasn't really a viable option in March <laughs> so you know we got a call from the um, from uh, the person that we bought the machine from from the company to say okay it will be delivered to you on March 18th. so the options were either, pay some money to have it restocked, or just take delivery and figure out a different path. So we took delivery and then paused for a little bit to figure out the different path and then move forward. So the different path we moved forward with was to go to an online model. So we do not actually have a kind of, um, you know, like a retail ice cream shop. Right, but we use our commercial space, which is in the Central West End commercial kitchen. Um, and so we shifted from kind of a wholesale model initially to a retail online model. Um, so if you buy four pints, we deliver uh, within a seven mile radius of downtown Clayton on Saturday. And then we started to incorporate farmers markets. So we do farmers, we do on Saturday the Tower Grove Market and on Sunday the Boulevard Market. Um, and then just recently, actually within the past couple of weeks, we've added a few stores. So we're now available in the smokehouse market, um, in Chesterfield and the woman's exchange in Ladue. So, you know, while restaurants is still something, um, you know, a business, a part of our business that we want to grow, you know, I think it's like the whole food industry. I mean, it's all kind of evolving. People are thinking of new paths forward. Um, And I think we're, you know, we'll do the same thing.
0: I went through a baking phase where I was really into baking cupcakes. I was always trying to do something similar where I'd make, you know, like a lemon cupcake with a blueberry frosting or mixed chocolates and strawberries and things like that. And it was completely out of left field. I wasn't, I mean, I'm not a great baker, but I just liked experimenting with it and I got hooked on it. And the reason I bring that up is you say that you don't really know why you got into the ice cream thing. I think for me, when I was baking cupcakes like that, it was a stress reliever. I was going through a stressful time and using my hands and my taste buds in a way and my, you know, all my senses really in a way that I'd never used them before was there was something that was right for me in that moment. You really don't know why you became obsessed with ice cream right then and there.
1: Well, it's funny, you know, and and what you just said made me think of maybe the why um, is because one thing that has always happened with the ice cream starting from when it was just a hobby and we had, you know, friends over to swim to when we had the spoons over for the ice cream socials. I think the thing that has drawn me to it is that it's kind of a way that people connect for a bit. So, as an example, you know when we have um, people over to have it, no one is looking at their phones. Like no one is. They're just focused on the people around them. They're having fun. They're laughing. You know, they're sharing the ice cream, deciding which one is their favorite. And to me, I guess so. I could say I don't know what changed, but I I think if I really, you know, dig deep and think about it I, I think it's the connection yeah because it it just really is a big deal like it always makes me sad when I would go out to dinner and see a full table of people and everyone is on their phone yeah like why did you even go to dinner with these people if you're not <laughs> going to talk to them you know so you were
0: drawn to the connection and the experience that was a result of making ice cream just as much as you were drawn to the result of it and that kind of kept fueling your creativity, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I think really the ice cream is just kind of like a vessel to the connection, you know. I mean, we get, I get emails all the time and actually just got one little um, bit ago that talked about how much their family enjoyed eating the ice cream, right? So like I have visions of, you know, they're just sitting around in the backyard eating the ice cream, chatting. It's just, I think, a really... And, honestly, people are usually a little bit happier when they have ice cream around. I mean, I've never seen people eat ice cream while fighting or anyone <laughs> eating an ice cream, you know, when they're irate. It, it's just, it makes them a little bit happier. Or at so, least
0: if they're irate uh, when they start, they won't be a couple licks in.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I think you make up a good point. I, I think that probably is the piece that drew me to it, and I think... Then, you know, just being able to be creative and have some kind of immediate feedback on that creativity.
0: Okay, here's another throwback to the days of Girl Club. Ice cream socials. Remember those? Especially popular this time of year, usually. Maybe to get to know the kids in your new class before going back to school. Well, Rachel's helping others satisfy their craving for connection, too, by bringing back the ice cream social will bring pints to your workplace, your neighborhood, your backyard, so we can ice cream social distance.
1: That's how we began, with people at our house having ice cream. I mean, and, you know, and some people might just think, oh, it's just for kids. But, you know, in most cases, there actually weren't kids around. So that's how, for us, it began. I will say it's been um, kind of a fun Journey in that regard. So, the first one, and um, we did one in St. Peter's, um, which was fun because we had, you know, some people pre ordered and they just came by and picked it up, and others uh, came by and grabbed some and went inside and put it in a bowl and then came back and <laughs> shared it with uh, their friends sitting around. So, you know, I do think it's a, there's just, we're all kind of starved for ways to connect. And I think doing it outside is, you know, one way that people feel a bit more comfortable. And I think doing it around ice cream, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, what would be kind of a a more fun food to eat um, around friends.
0: Ice cream seems like it could be a pretty competitive space because not only do we have we have some really top-night, top-notch ice creameries around here that people can go to. Um you have kind of you they run the gamut. You've got the frozen custard type of places that have been around in St. Louis forever. You have um kind of ones that are a little more similar to yours with these elevated flavors. How competitive is this? Or do you even see this as something that you're worried about competition for?
1: Sure. So, I would say, um, and I know this doesn't sound sensible from a business perspective, but I (laughs) don't really think of competition because I just love doing it, right? And I think that there are a million fantastic ice creams in St. Louis. I mean, and I've eaten most of them. (laughs) So, you know, and I think it's just like in life, you know, there's space for everyone to succeed, right? Like... Your success doesn't have to come by someone else's failure. Amen. Right? Every, Amen. Everyone Amen. could rise. Right? So I'm not, I have no interest in, you know, succeeding if it means I'm making someone else fail. I, I just feel like let the tide rise and everyone rises. So I love, love, love doing this. And I presume that the other people in our great city that are doing it. Love, love, love doing it as well. So I really don't see any reason why we can't all do
2: it.
0: In the months when you first decided you were going to make this a business and you're communicating with restaurants and working on that and doing your flavor testing to then having to pivot and working on this online model, going into farmer's markets, some local businesses, what has this whole experience so far taught you about this St. Louis community, this food community, just where we are?
1: Sure. So I think I'll just say, I'll answer that question and then also say kind of what it taught me outside of just the food community. But so one thing that it's taught me is that people care a lot about our local food community. They want our restaurants to not just survive, but thrive. They want our local farmers um, to do the same. You know, people tend to have a, um, that I have talked to anyway, a preference to buy local when they can. Um, You know, a preference to really, um, you know, like look out for each other. What I have learned about, though, not just the food business, but just as a general statement, Um, is that you don't have to have a perfectly baked plan to move forward. So sometimes the quest for perfection gets in the way of progress. Yeah. And that was a big lesson to me because when our initial plan, um, you know, as I said, was wholesale in nature only, um, I spent a ton of time on perfecting our business plan. I mean, like, every little detail to the point where it was standing in the way of progress. And then, you know, fast forward to March, I may as well have just thrown it away because nothing in it (laughs) is being implemented. Nothing. So that, I guess, is also to your earlier question of advice. I would just say, don't let the quest for perfection get in the way of progress. Like it, you just need something that is good enough to present to the world and with a uh, you know commitment to continue to love what you're doing, and I think it will all work out.
2: So
0: I began that story with a confession of my own, but producer Dory is now joining us via FaceTime. Dory, what did you have to eat for breakfast this morning?
2: I had leftover ice cream. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't even 6.30 in the morning, and I cracked open that freezer and pulled out some leftover ice cream. <laughs>
0: it's amazing because I've always loved ice cream, but it has really become more of a thing for me during the past couple of months. And, you know, with it being so hot, it's kind of, it is like a pick-me-up. It makes me feel so good.
2: I can definitely agree with that. Yes, for sure.
0: When you say leftover ice cream, does that mean you went and got it from somewhere cool?
2: I did. And you might hear about it a little bit later in the podcast. What
0: a tease you are. All yeah. right. So and just as a reminder, uh, Bold Spoon Creamery is available via delivery. They're available for your ice cream social distancing parties. They're available at different farmers markets. Check on their Instagram um, and they will also be at Tower Girls Farmers Market this Saturday and Boulevard Farmers Market in Richmond Heights on this Saturday. Sunday. So that's something to look forward to. We'll have more weekend events to clue you in on in a little bit. But first, let's go through some
2: food news, door. Yeah, we've got a little bit of a rundown here of places that are closed, restaurants that are closed because of the coronavirus and various concerns related to that. And this a is temporary.
0: One, when we were talking earlier, yes. I freaked out. I was like, oh, my God, so many places are closing. But it's, it's a temporary thing. They're te- yes. they're closed so that they can um, clean and make sure they are ready to reopen again safely.
2: Yes, a big one off the top here. Balkan Treat Box announced last Friday that an employee was possibly exposed secondarily to somebody over the 4th of July holiday. So they are taking extreme measures here, but being open with everybody and saying we could have a problem. So we're going to close in the meantime. Um, one other one here fits his root on the loop said a server on Sunday tested positive. They were symptom free, but had on gloves and a mask. The South County location is still open, by the way, um, out in Pacific. Brown Jerry's Blues Bruise and Barbecue, said a worker tested positive on Tuesday. Um, so what they said really caught my attention. They wrote, your health is more important to us than the money we have lost or will lose. Trust me, there are other restaurants that will not tell you, but we will always be p- transparent with all of you. Hmm,
0: interesting. When they say that there are restaurants that will not tell you. Obviously, we've heard only anecdotally from some places, but, we, you know, we've been we've been seeing some people say that uh, they either think that the restaurant rushed to reopen or they said that they test everybody and they came back negative And what's done is done with that. Um, I appreciate all of the restaurants that are forthcoming with that information. And I think they're in a tough spot. I saw kind of a conversation happening on Facebook between a bunch of restaurant owners who were asking what everybody's doing in these types of situations. Um, What they did at Balkan by closing because of possible secondary exposure might seem a little extreme to some people. But then when you think about it, what happens if a restaurant has to close down for weeks and weeks because many people are exposed to it and get sick. So I think they're doing right. what they have to do.
2: Yeah, and oh, one other one to mention too. Rehab in the Grove also yes. is temporarily shut down. They said somebody who went to the bar last Saturday tested positive. So again, just some more precautions that these restaurants are taking. Um, oh, sorry. Do you want to say something?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that also kind of reminds me. I was talking to somebody about going out to eat and she was saying that she felt good because everybody, all the servers were wearing masks. And my just thought on that was that, um, yeah, but customers aren't. And so if somebody is going to go out to eat, um, that's a decision. That's kind of a big decision right now. And so hopefully people aren't just going all over the place, exposing themselves potentially to the virus and then bringing it to their favorite restaurant for then maybe an employee to get. Um, so just kind of keep in mind that this is, it's not just your, you're not just going out to eat. You are, making the decision to go visit a place, and hopefully you're doing that, taking all the necessary health precautions and keeping all of that in mind.
2: Right, and you are supposed to, when you're not eating or drinking, still wear a mask in St. Louis and St. Louis County, so
0: a reminder County, there.
2: I think, yes, so. yes, yes, yes. Uh, one reopening related to coronavirus, Billy G's in Kirkwood had closed um, after an employee tested positive, but they are Back open now as of this week.
0: Yay! Love Village East. Very good. So now we, um, you know, speaking of face coverings, we're seeing more and more places, even Walmart and Sam's Club. I just saw this mm-hmm. morning um, will require face coverings.
2: Yes, and now startups too. So if, if you plan to go in there. You have to have a mask on. Um, they're saying all employees are wearing them too, but now all customers have to if you plan on going inside Starbucks. You do um, a little and they side say,
0: order on your phone and then just run in with your mask and then get
2: out of there. There, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. All right, well, how about some happy news, some other like non-coronavirus-related news? I will always take that. Krispy <laughs> Kreme is going to be offering a free dozen donuts to anybody on this Friday, July 17th. If you buy a dozen glazed, you'll get a dozen free. It's all to celebrate their 83rd birthday.
0: I wonder who is getting two dozen donuts right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They will last so long in my house right now. I know. I'm just thinking,
0: like, most workplaces... Um, One, if they are open then two, they probably shouldn't be sharing A ton of food like that So hopefully (laughs) I mean, you know what, for some hungry family Maybe two dozen donuts is going to Last you a
2: nice, fun, sugar (laughs) high Of a weekend (laughs) That's so fun (laughs) Dory, what's the best thing you had to eat this week? Well, I tasted a little bit earlier But the best thing I had this week was Ice cream Ice cream was my favorite thing last week too So I'm on a roll here this time it was from Isis Plain and Fancy, which oh. is in my neighborhood and shall love it. Um, they have a seasonal one out right now that I remember catching my attention last year and I decided to go for it last night. It's a hazelnut ice cream with a blueberry and blackberry puree. So I know you usually think of hazelnut with strawberries, yeah. but never with blueberries and blackberries. It was so good. The the tartness of the fruit like really balanced out the sweetness of the hazelnut, so i I would highly recommend that and that was the leftovers that I had this morning.
0: Okay, so the had fruit in it, Dory. It's a totally it's it. acceptable breakfast, I say. Yes, it's exactly. It. I got my b12 or
2: whatever vitamins this morning <laughs> there you go there you go
0: i mean yeah i've eaten a lot of good ice cream i'm in the similar predicament to you where i have a lot of good options but i think the b- thing i'm going to settle on is went to sultan on sunday night Pit did takeout from sultan mediterranean in the grove and i love lamb i love kebabs i love like I love all of that stuff. But what really got me was the baba ghanoush on Sunday night oh. was so good. It wasn't too smoky. It wasn't, it was like just the right consistency. And I ate it while finally watching Hamilton on Disney Plus.
2: And nice. so that
0: was, it was just a nice, it was a nice Sunday night experience. And yeah, special shout out to the baba ganoush on that order because it was so good
2: that sounds really good
0: that's how i ended my last weekend but um we have a couple events going on this weekend um that would be the weekend of july 17th 18th 19th uh starting on saturday actually a couple things both on saturday
2: Yes. So Saturday, a family friendly event you can go to out in Collinsville. They're going to have live music and a movie at the gateway drive-in. This um, starts at 6, six thirty with straight six performing. And then after that they'll have secret life of pets two on the big screen. That starts at 8 15. This is all bring your own food and drinks, but no alcohol uh, cost is $20 a car. If you get it in advance, $30 day of, and you can reserve a spot online. When I looked yesterday afternoon, they had about 80 spots or so available still. That was as of Tuesday. So check online before you want to head out to that, but a cool little drive-in movie experience. You can do with family on Saturday.
0: Dory, I'm guessing you haven't seen Secret Life of Pets. I have not. (laughs) But it's on my Netflix queue. You never see (laughs) cartoons. I saw Secret Life of Pets in theaters twice. (laughs) (laughs) And that came out like not that long ago. I don't know. It's a long story for um, the podcast. But um, if you're looking for something a little funkier with your Saturday, um, the pageant is doing another one of their live stream concerts. This one is with Marquise Knox. It's from 9 to 11. Um, You can get a link on the pageant's website. It is free, but donations are are encouraged and they'll go to the Gateway Resilience Fund. And Marquise was actually at um, the Blues Under the Arch last summer. So I saw him perform and he's very good. And I actually am going to write this down in my personal calendar because if you haven't done a live stream concert yet as part of your coronavirus or summer 2020 experience, I highly recommend it. You can bring your speaker outside and listen to it on your own patio. And it is Awesome. I love it. So that's this Saturday. And speaking of patios, Dory, you worked this week on a story for Five on Your Side uh, on KSDK.com about exactly that, patios.
2: Yes. So I came up with a list of, I think, 13 to 15 different patios that are good for social distancing. If you're like me and a lot of other people who are still kind of weary about going out.
0: Yes. Those are some good places. Yeah.
2: Yes, these are some good places that you can start. So let's run down this list, shall we? Um, Beginning with forehands. Deep breath, here we go. Okay, so at forehands, they've got weekends and forehands. The parking lot is now the patio there. What I really like about them is that reservations are required.
0: Yes, that's a great, great addition to that concept.
2: Yes, and this is one place we've talked about, Nine Mile, well, we've talked about them a lot, but mm-hmm. Nine Mile Garden, huge space for you to social distance with your friends, the food truck garden there. Uh, we've got Schlafly Bottle Works. this might be one of the larger spots in the area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scroll through my list here. Russell's on Macklin, you can get your breakfast, lunch, and brunch and dinner fix if you're missing out on that on their patios.
0: Yes, and Let's, it's so cute too.
2: Yes, I'm not in there yet. I keep wanting to go.
0: Oh, you need to. It's close enough to you. You need
2: to go. Yes.
0: It's your, you're going there this weekend. I've just decided for you.
2: <laughs> Thanks. Um, at Chow Ron, you can get Thai dishes and cocktails under some umbrella-covered picnic tables on their patio. Um, in the boat. Oh, gosh. This one is probably one of my favorites. The boathouse at Forest Park because the entire park can be your patio. Though. They've got to-go meals that you can grab and then just have a picnic in the park. Really?
0: How did I not realize that was happening? Yes. That's so fun. Yes,
2: that's and they do idea. have the um, the paddle boats available right now, too, so you can still do those as well.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
2: All right, so how about three places with some great views, starting with Moonrise Hotel. They are dubbed the Rooftop Bar Beneath the Moon. Um, that's out on the Del Mar Loop. They've got a great setup out there on their, their rooftop. Um, 360, if you're missing that St. Louis skyline, you're not going downtown because of no Cardinals games or whatever. You can get your fix there. Um, and then also another great place with this, a beautiful view of downtown, Cinder Bar at Cinder House. Plus, you can get the James Beard Award winning Chef Meals from Gerard Craft. Oh,
0: yes. And it's, they've redone that whole space. If you haven't been on the rooftop at Four Seasons for a couple years, then it looks very different. So it, that's a good spot to stop by, too.
2: It's a huge Yeah, it's a huge space up there. Really, really good and great views. Yes. Okay. Talk about great views. This is a little bit of a drive, but if you go up the Great River Road to Grafton, you can go to the winery at Aries Resort. This is a little different though, because once you get there, you have to take the Grafton Sky Tour to get to the winery. It's essentially a ski lift. So it's kind of like you're going for a little bit of a ride before and after you get your drinks, but that beautiful views of the scenic Mississippi River Bluffs up there. So highly recommend that. Back here in the city, we've got Urban Chestnut Beer Garden. Um, so normally they said they can fit like 400 people on their patio, but they're limiting their capacity to 50 people right now, which I, I really appreciate as a guest who's concerned about the coronavirus, just knowing like the extra precautions that they're taking there. Totally. Uh, another huge spot, Sports and Social. This is in these two of Ballpark it's Just opened like a month ago, maybe they said they have like 300 seats on their outdoor plazas. So as we're kind of getting back into baseball season, can we yes. get a little bit Hopefully of those vibes again? Across. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Rockwell beer, the place known for their shipping container facility. They're having reservations open now too. I like that they're kind of doing lots of time for people coming and going. And then out in the County at Hacienda, classic St. Louis staple Get those margaritas, chips, and salsa out on their beautiful, very shaded garden like patio. So that is the full list there. You've got plenty of options in the city, in the county, out in Grafton, lots of places you can go.
0: I wanted to so Dory, you put all of this beautifully in an article on KSDK.com. But yes. I wanted to add just let's see Oh yeah, we got some others that I I like um, I just wanted to mention so the former Little Hills Winery um, which is now Salt and Smoke um, on Main Street St Charles is a great little patio. I used to not love the winery, the Little Hills food, but I love the patio, so I would hang out there. And also places on streets of St Charles, um, they all have some good little. They're not as scenic as. Um, the places that made it into your article, but it does have a really fun urban feel right there for being in St. Charles. Um, shout mm-hmm. out to my hometown, not dissing on St. Charles, but, it, you know, it's a nice people watching space that you could still be uh, spaced out. And then um, I also wanted to give it a shout out to your patio, Dory, because have you know, a nice little setup out there. and anyway, I love seeing how people are spending time at home and beautifying their backyards and their porches and things like that. So um, tis the year of the patio,
2: I want to say. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Thank you. Yeah, we, We're pretty proud of that patio and look forward to having more parties out there soon.
0: Maybe an ice cream social?
2: Ice cream social sounds great. ¡Lala! La.
0: St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I'm Abby Larico. I'm Dorian. Theme music is by Jerome Febi, Olivier Renoir, and Pierre Dubost. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast so you get every episode right in your feed, right when we drop them every Thursday morning, uh, because there's a lot to know that's going on in the St. Louis food world, so we want to keep you up to date. Make sure you leave us a rating and a review as well. And we love to hear from you on our Instagram. We're at Abby Eats St. Louis. Connect with us there. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay cool. It's going to be a hot one. um, So make sure you are staying hydrated and let us know your drink of choice on Instagram as well. Until next time, seize the plate.